2: The Hemlock Prep Academy Debate Club. How many members do you have? Two. She and I. Her and I. Her and myself. Him and me, myself and I. Frankly,
1: I've already forgotten what club you're here arguing.
2: This is a vehement hatred.
1: If we're going to get anywhere this year, you two have got to agree on something. I
2: negate the cost of the college education. Just education but is, but is more important than... We're stop!
0: forget about her. Hey guys, this is the Hollywood Life Podcast and we are here today with a very special guest. I am so excited to talk to her and to hear all about her new project, Candy Jar. We are here with Sammy Gale and she is the star also, or one of the stars of Blue Bloods and she's got this fabulous new film. Oh, there we are. There's your fans. I was waiting for them to pipe in. Thank you, fans. So she's got this fabulous new film that she co-produced that came out on Netflix April 27th, and it's Candy Jar, and we want to hear all about it.
2: Welcome! Thank you for having me. (laughs) So Well, thank
0: you for coming in. Thank you for, uh, you know, we we hear that you're based in New York, so thank you for uh, coming by our offices.
2: Absolutely. So this film... Is a passion project for me. My brother wrote the script, uh, dropped it on my bed uh, maybe four years ago and said, I have written you a leading role in a film. This is the kind of role we have wanted to see on screen Um, and it is tailor made for you and we need to get this movie made. And I kind of laughed it off thinking, Chad, you wrote a script. He was at the time. His name is
0: Chad Klitzman. Klitzman. Okay. He he's, was a, he's your older brother, right? He's
2: my older brother. He's 24 years old and has been one of the architects of my life for many years now. Um, he's acted as my agent, uh, my teacher. Uh, he's been my college counselor, getting into colleges. Um, and now he's become uh, my personal writer of sorts. Um, but he said that he had written this while he was at the time an undergraduate student at UPenn um, and that we were going to make this movie together. And sure enough, I read the script. I brought it to my agents. They brought it to a producer named Judy Cairo and her husband, also a producer on the film, named Michael Simpson. Um, And the project uh, started to get legs and four years later or even less than four years later it is on netflix so it's, it's giving very me, exciting
1: it's giving me like rushmore vibes but can you explain what it's about
2: yes so candy jar is about two high school debaters who are rivals and when their lives don't turn out as planned they are forced to Work together together um, and discover the importance of human connection um, along the way. I think oftentimes uh, as teenagers transition into young adulthood, we're driven by uh expectations placed upon us by our parents and our teachers and our peers, and we forget uh about our own interests and carving a path for ourselves and tending to our emotional well-being, even if that means deviating from the path um, that we had planned to take. Uh, And I think that that's what this movie is really about, sort of beneath all of the debate. (laughs) Does it
0: take place now? Like in now? Okay, so it takes place in like 2018. Yeah, in
2: a world that's very familiar to Chad and I because we both debated a actually together, but really in high school, Yeah.
0: And, and where does it take place? Like which part of the country? Georgia. Okay. And so, well, first of all, I have to say how lucky to have an older brother that does yes. all this. Like talk about sibling love. <laughs> I
2: mean, Absolutely.
0: usually we're talking about sibling rivalry <laughs> and uh, you've got an older brother who loves you so much and ha- that he is guiding your career and has written this. So when you were in high school, like, did you debate? Is like, yes. yes.
2: So, not intentionally. I I actually, I think it was my freshman year of high school. It was Chad's senior year. Um, and was this when you were no, living in Florida? Been, no. I moved to New York when I was 11 years old to be in Gypsy with Patti LePone. Had a career um, doing Broadway shows. Chad acted as my agent to sort of secure me all of those opportunities. I went to open call. Was he like
0: 13? He was
2: 13. He was 13. And then I did a bunch of straight plays and fell into television and um, film. But I've been here since I was 11 years old.
0: So you were in high school here in New York City.
2: And- I was I was with a tutor um, on set. And my brother remained in high school in Florida, where I'm from, and he would um, commute on the weekends to New York um, with my father. My mom and I were in New York. And he was coming up to do a huge debate tournament at Bronx Science with his partner.
0: That's a school here for all of you who are outside of New York. Right. It's a a well-known school.
2: Um, It's one of the biggest tournaments uh, of the year on the debate circuit. And his partner could not get in because of a snowstorm. So I remember shooting in the courthouse downtown. We used to shoot there. Um, At 7 p.m. on a Friday night, he walked into my dressing room and said, I'm giving you this pile of evidence. I need you to read it by the morning. You need to come into a debate tournament with me and compete. Yeah. because. And my brother was a huge, I mean, he went to Tournament of the Champions multiple times. We secured two TOC bids together on the only two debate um, competitions we went on together. Um, but I said, Chad, you know, I have to finish shooting the scene. He said, I need you to read this by the morning. Do what you have to do. And sure enough, I went in and my brother's friends and everyone at the competition, I guess, recognized me from Blue Blood. So they thought he had hired an actress to come debate alongside of him. And I didn't know, you know how you get dressed for a debate competition. I was wearing you know, a, a nice black dress, but it looked more like it belonged on a red carpet. I think I had pulled it from something I wore earlier in the week. But sure enough, we sat down and out of, I think there were like 110 teams, we came in third. Wow, so <laughs> well, Bonnie, have
1: you seen these high school debates? Because they're very interesting. They're not. It's not like a, like you and I get arguing about Trump or something like that. It's like it's almost like auctioneers are talking because like isn't part of the point is you have to get across as many like points as possible in a certain amount of time. So you're yes. basically like speed reading your points, but it doesn't. So it's not really about persuading. It's more about like racking up points for the judges, right?
2: Right. And I think part of where the movie ties in with this is that this film is about learning not to talk at each other, but to talk to each other. Um, Oftentimes in this form of debate, people are talking at each other. It's a sport. It's it's not about persuasion. But what we did, well, not necessarily. Yeah, I thought debate was supposed to be about persuasion. (laughs) It's about persuasion. What I find interesting is that the form of debate we did, which is not the one that you see in the film, was public forum. And you would get a resolution and you would have to prepare both sides of an argument, right. which I think is really uh, incredible for students. In that, you know, you're not just coming from one side or the other. You're entering two opposing perspectives and understanding the validity of each of them, rather than just taking one side. Um, and I think that that's, that that way of thinking. Um, really informs how those students who engage in debate, you know, continue on in their lives moving forward. Right. They're you able learn to, to see
0: both sides.
2: Right. And learn to listen. And So yeah.
0: the debate you did with your brother, okay, first of all, let's get the details. So how late did you stay up s- studying to prepare?
2: <laughs> very, very late. Well, no, not that late. My brother would literally write out the next day. He wrote out sheets that said, you know, my opponent stated, and then I would fill in the blank. You know, so that it was easy for me to follow along in the rounds because I had no idea what the, other than having seen him debate on numerous occasions, you know, I had never done it myself. So he made it easy for me to show up and just kind of fill in the blanks to be able to give the speeches I had to give. Um, and I spoke first, so I read a long speech, whereas Chad did um, the rebuttal and the the final focus where uh, you have to do more extemporaneous speaking.
0: So in this one, you didn't, for your brother, you didn't have to speak really fast. No. You didn't speak really speedy.
2: No. But you... I still have to argue, though. <laughs> right.
0: And before you get to the debate, do you know which side you're going to take?
2: No. So you do a coin flip and basically one um, team who the the team that wins gets to decide if they want to speak either first or second, or if they want pro or con. And then depending upon which one they choose, the other team gets to decide the other set of
0: of, restrictions. Right. So for this film, your brother drew on his experience in writing this and made it around debate since it was something he was so involved with. And in this, in, Candy Jar, you and this guy um, played by Jacob Lattimore, he's your co star. Yes. He's the guy that you've been rivals with in school. I guess you're both like very high achieving students. Right. And you both really want to debate, but you don't have anyone else to be on your team. So you end up pairing <laughs> up. <laughs> And it's um and and so I've seen some clips from the film. I don't know if there's anything that we have, but you do speak really
2: fast. Yes, we trained uh, at Emory with their head debate coach there. They have a very acclaimed debate team, um, and we just practice and practice and practice to make sure that you know. I trained with the top um, not ready? student at Emory for uh, this type of debate. And I wanted to make sure that by the time we got to the movie, I was speaking as fast as she was. But it I means think we, I think we have some. Okay, of that. Let's, let, let's listen let's to that. A little bit of pace.
1: What do you talk so fast mean? Debate. Everyone started speaking faster to get more points, but you can't understand what you're saying. You can't. You can Nobody can. Which is kind of what I was saying. It's it's like so fast it's hard to be persuaded. But the judges are tallying this right.
2: Right, and they also have, I believe...
1: So they're used to hearing people speak they fast. They also
2: have written versions of what's being said.
1: Wow. The other reason I say it's not so much about persuasion is because, like you just said, you're not... It's not like you're di- taking the side you believe. You've been assigned, right? So you can make any... It sort of teaches you how to make any kind of argument rather than speaking from like, this is my deep personal conviction and I've been, no. I've been carrying this around, this torch around forever.
2: How to make an argument drawn upon specific evidence.
1: Do you, have you ever had to debate a, a side of something you really disagreed with and it was hard to take that side?
2: I only did two debates. Um, <laughs> um, and the resolution, the first was um, the privatization of space exploration. And I don't remember what the second one was. Not
1: a super hot button issue, but important um, nonetheless.
2: Um, but it's interesting when you see the evidence um, for both sides of something it i think better informs your own if that makes sense well i agree your own opinion
0: but it's sort of interesting because right now like here we are in this moment i think this is a really interesting film for many reasons but here we are in a film uh, at a time when people can't even agree on what are facts and what's evidence so how do you debate when no one can even agree on what are what are facts (laughs) (laughs) Like, because this kind of debate requires you to talk and you get points for making real facts based on evidence, right?
2: Right. So in debate, it was often um, very important the sources um, that you were quoting. So studies um, from very uh, acclaimed research institutes. Or um, colleges, universities, um, oftentimes evidence that was um, sort of conjectural um, would be thrown out of
0: the round. Would be thrown out? Well, not or thrown no? out. No, not, using not this, right? Out,
2: not, not thrown out of um, the round, but... Uh, You would have to use very acclaimed uh, sources that were backed up by other sources that had researched um, base.
0: So I guess the good news here is that there are some people in America who are still being trained to think and to make arguments based on real facts and evidence and science and scientific studies. That's good news. Have you ever seen a guy on um, YouTube, he he puts his debates, there's this guy, I don't know if you studied this when you were preparing, my son watches his videos, he goes to campuses and he sets up a table and he'll take a really right. hot button issue yeah. <laughs> and he'll say, uh, you know, like all, all abortion should be banned uh persuade me why it shouldn't like he'll take a super hot button issue and then he has students come and debate him Yeah, like
1: i just watched one of you. there's only two genders prove me or uh, tell me i'm wrong tell me why i'm wrong and then he'll sit down with like 20 different students and just film the whole thing
2: it's wow it's, it's pretty good okay. it doesn't sound not, like you've not, seen him i have not seen this although I, I know um similar things that happen on debate teams uh, across universities
0: Well, I would be really interested to know your brother's opinion of that because it's a very different kind of debate and whether he approves of it because it sounds to me like your brother's a purist when it comes to debate or he's a classicist. Is that it? Like you're into classical debate.
1: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today.
2: In this film, I think one of uh, the tenets of the film is that we're sitting here debating facts. And we're sometimes putting um, the drive to achieve based on debating these facts, um, other things, whether it be getting into colleges, um, above our own feelings Um, so, you know, it's about realizing that while we can talk at a hundred words per minute and state, you know, every research institute in the country, um, you know, what are we ignoring about ourselves by putting all of our energy into that, that um, kind of achievement and not listening to our own and not listening to our own interests and developing those interests further.
0: Right. Well, it sounds to me like you are an example of somebody who has been high achieving your whole life. (laughs) Yeah, this character
2: spoke to me. Yeah.
0: You've been you've been an actress. Like you said, you went and auditioned for a Broadway show when you were age 11 and you landed it and then you were in you appeared on Broadway with Patty Lapone <laughs> and then you did TV shows and you've been in uh, the, in blue bloods for last four years. No, no.
2: Eight years. We're oh about my to God. Go into our ninth season.
0: That uh, must be like a whole second family. Oh to yes. You.
2: Oh yes. I have. And you, you shoot it for nine family. months
0: a year, right?
2: Yes. I always joke, you know, when, um, I would over the years, you know, bring a boyfriend to set or something. It's like even, uh, more strict than my own family, I think, in terms of how people are um, assessed and everyone's trying to protect me. So you have to get
1: Tom Selleck's approval <laughs> of whoever you did. Funny, I'm familiar with the show Blue Bloods because I, I used to date someone who was obsessed with the show uh. And, uh, and would sit me down to watch it. I think it's on- Every
0: Friday night. It's
1: on, Yes, on Friday okay, night. Okay,
0: and let me just interject here for all of you listeners who love Blue Bloods, or if you haven't seen it, the finale is on May 11th on CBS. That's a Friday at 10 o'clock. And yeah. so now we know what Gino spent a lot of his Fridays doing—watching you. you, quite an
1: intense, intense Friday experience. So let's go out. She's like, no, 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 blue blood is on. We can't, we can't go out. But uh, that's th- like
2: me. The funny thing I
1: noticed about the show—I <laughs> only it. I only saw maybe uh, you know maybe six episodes or so—but um, I really enjoyed it. And what I really liked about it is every episode ends with like a family dinner. Yeah, is this not true? Like they always set it ra- down around the table and do something that I feel like has really fallen out of.
2: I don't know, tradition
1: in an American life where we're all scattered around sort of eating on the go, standing up at the TV, and you don't make that or take that time to like connect with your family once a day and share that meal and how was your day? And it's too bad. And I I always like that about the show.
2: Yeah, Yeah, I, I love that as well. I think that's why people gravitate toward our show, A, because so many families nowadays, you know, you have one kid who's doing their homework upstairs and then... The mom, you know, may have to be at work or, you know, everyone is not in the same place at the same time um, every single day. And the fact that the Reagans get together once a week to have that family time. And they have extended their
0: extended family. Right.
2: is super important. And the other thing that's great is that there as well, you know, these dinners are not, you know, happy. uh, Everything is fantastic um, dinners there's conflict and there's argument and there's the representation of different perspectives at the table, similar to the debate we've been talking about with candy Char. And I think people really enjoy seeing that as well.
0: Right. And identify with it. Right. And so what happens when you bring a new boyfriend to the set of blue (laughs) (laughs) bullets? Are they terrified?
1: Donnie Wahlberg pats him down. Oh my
2: goodness. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Donnie, Donnie is the absolute best. No, there's just like a second round of screening. It's like not just my family, which is, you know, not in itself, (laughs) but there's a whole other family. But no, I'm lucky to have a second mother in Bridget um, and a grandfather in Tom um, and an uncle in Donnie, who is the most fun person on the planet, Um, you know, growing up. I've been on the show since I was 14, now I'm 22. Um, so to have that second family of support as I navigate not only the world of the entertainment business, but also you know becoming a young woman, going to college, they have been integral um, in my development as a person. So.
1: Is Auntie um, Jenny McCarthy supportive? She's a, she's a friend of the show. Big fan of Hollywood Life too, Bonnie. Yeah. Really? Yeah. The last time I talked to her, she, very went, pro she, vaccine. she went on and on and on about taking our quizzes and loving the site. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I swear. Okay. Well, I'm glad. Uh. She
2: is very, very supportive. So
0: what, what was it like? How did you manage to, cause you, you're, finished. You just finished um, your degree, your university degree at Columbia University, which was convenient. Like you made sure to go to university. I'm really proud of you that you were able to combine (laughs) acting and university and you went to Columbia. How were you able to juggle that? Get all your work done.
2: It's interesting. Um, The first two years I just had blue bloods and College, I did a dual degree in political science and art history. So I boarded all of my classes into Mondays and Wednesdays. Basically, I would go to school from 10 to 8 straight, no breaks. Wow. Um, and then I had with the incredible help of the team of Blue Bloods who really also felt passionate about me getting an education. Um, they had me shoot mostly Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and then sometimes in the morning, very early, like 5 a.m. on a Monday or Wednesday, wow. and then I would go that is dedicated still to school. But when we were doing Candy Jar, um, after two years, you know, I felt I could handle it. So we shot it while we were shooting Blue Bloods. Um, Whoa.
0: So did you shoot here in New York?
2: No, we shot in Atlanta, and I was going to college. So, and it was like the middle of the semester. It wasn't even at the end. So what would happen was... Do you know sh- how to
0: like make time stretch? Right.
2: <laughs> hey, no, no, no. I didn't sleep. So what we do is it was the best time of my life. So we shot Wednesday to Sunday schedule. I did this for about seven weeks. Um, and on Sunday night, we'd finish shooting. I don't know, maybe at three or four in the morning. I'd get on a plane at 6 a.m. I would come to New York, shoot Blue Bloods in the morning. Then I would go to school. I boarded my classes that semester from one to eight Um, so that I could attend as many as possible on the Monday, Tuesday. Um, And then on Tuesday, after my classes were complete, oftentimes I had to shoot on Tuesday morning as well at Blue Bloods. I'd then go to school, and then I would get on a plane to go back to Atlanta and then be there for Wednesday morning, because I was in almost every scene in the movie. Um, But it was the absolute time of my life. I wrote papers on planes. I mean...
0: It was great. And it
2: also it also taught me, I think, something related to the movie, because I am one of those type A people who, you know, will sit in the library all day long slaving over a paper. Um, And it taught me, granted, that turned out to be my best semester somehow, maybe because I just had to have everything in check. Um, But it taught me, you know, to remember what's important in life, not just about you know, that, that doesn't just mean getting the A plus on everything you do. Um, it means concentrating on other aspects of your life that fulfill you um, creatively, emotionally, etc. And that's what I did that semester. And it turns out if you do that, it it pays off in the other fields as well, because I did pretty well that semester.
0: That's amazing. Like, I'm just don't, I was just going to say, like, how did you have time like to actually write your, do your assignments? No, oh my
2: goodness. If you ask my, my professors will tell you I'm like the most annoying student ever because I'm that girl who shows up in office hours every time. Um, There's a chance, but... uh,
1: Bonnie, I was in college for eight years and I never never once went to office hours (laughs) (laughs) and class maybe once or twice.
2: I think that's where I learned most of the things I learned at college, actually, was in office hours, advantage. well, because no one would go to office hours, and so this is I could like have extra private. Work. No, but I could have like private philosophical discussions about you know the text that I was reading, and I had been homeschooled, you know, since elementary school. That's the last time I graduated. Now I'm about to graduate college, um, so I really wanted to take advantage of an in-class educational environment. Um, so it was. Indispensable. I I
1: hear this these stories a lot from actors um, about pulling these all nighters and then they shoot again and again and again. And I'm like, where in this story is any sleep? Like for me, if I was I slept.
2: slept. You know, my brother always says, I think it was Ariana Huffington who used to say you have to sleep your way to the top. Yeah. And what she means is that you need like eight hours yes. of sleep. And so my brother and I... This is other her crusade.
1: Than... This is Ariana's big
0: crusade is Yeah, sleep. I know. I know. I never get eight hours. So, so tell me how you did it. So
2: during this movie on the Sunday night, I could not do that. But they have 12 hours. That, that's because I was flying back to New York right. to attend college. And shoot right. Blue butts. So maybe I got six. But I would sleep in... I can fall asleep anywhere. I could fall asleep right uh, here. Oh, that's, five, a, five so that's I, crucial. So I would sleep anywhere whenever I could. And I made sure I got eight hours, even if on the Sunday it was divided during the day. I always had eight hours of sleep because you can't function without. No. And also
0: you have, you were not just having to write papers for your classes. Like do your reading and write papers under and comprehend what you were learning, but also you have to memorize your lines. Right. 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 Like you have
2: huge speeches. You can't remember
1: things if you don't sleep.
0: No,
2: but also I felt the mindset I was in was very, it was almost like method acting because it was very similar to the mindset that Lona has in this film. That's your character. And also it was tailor-made for me. So, I mean, it was literally, watching this film is sometimes like frightening for me because I feel like every bit of me is on that screen. Every bit of my high school experience is in my senior year um, is there because it is so closely related to who I am as a person. Um, so I think in that regard, it was good because it allowed me to feel like Lona during the time we were shooting.
0: When you, just tell me like, how, what is your trick to, to memorizing your scripts? Because you're doing this nine months a year and you've got a new script every week.
2: I think two things. One, writing um, the lines down. I feel if you put a pen to paper, something puts it in your head in a different way than if you just read it or read it out loud. Um, other than that, I've always been a very visual person. Um, I'm not an auditory person. So when I see something, I don't know. I just, I can remember it. (laughs) Maybe because of what I do, I'm not really sure. But I remember text messages that were sent like two weeks ago. Like I, I can see where things are on a page, you know, in a book that I read. If I need to go back to, you know, a certain argument in Machiavelli's The Prince. I mean, like weird things like that. So I feel like there's a bit of that innate uh, sense of memorization as well.
0: And now you've got your, your ending for the season um, with blue bloods candy jar is out. What's next for you? Are you going to actually have a break this
2: summer or have you got a new project? (laughs) No, I have to graduate uh, quickly. Get get that out of the way. Um, And then my brother and I have two more films Um, that we are working on. One is a sci-fi thriller. The other is more of a political um, drama that also takes place um, in the high school setting. Um, And then also we're trying to get into the theater space. That's where I originally started. So we're working on two plays um, right now. So, yeah, we have a lot. We have a lot. We started a production company called TBA Productions.
1: You're like the female James Franco.
2: Uh,
1: (laughs) (laughs) But you actually find time to sleep, whereas I think he doesn't.
2: Yeah. Well, the thing is, I don't go to a lot of parties. I mean, not that I don't know what he does, but I mean, I I, 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 I don't... Tend to go out very late. I tend to make sure that I'm in bed by ten, so I can get up at six. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to work out because that's one way I can get some of my energy out. Um, but I don't drink. I'm very kind of uh, concentrated on what. i have been hearing that, that a lot lately,
1: Bonnie. No drinking. With the well, high achieving people, like Gene Simmons, was just in here. Never had I a know. drop I in feel, his whole
2: life. I feel like I've I have so much energy and. So many things that I want to achieve in life that anything that's going to make me uh, just feel slightly different uh, will not help me. Right, right. And get in it does the way. you yeah. know, Right, yeah, <laughs> no, it
1: take take your energy. It messes up your next day. Is
0: this is the thing?
2: Right. So. so for now, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm happy yes. living off my own energy.
0: Well, listen, congratulations on Candy Jar. All of you should, like, get to your next Netflix and download it. And it's very inspiring. And I'm really just interested. It. Just
1: stream it. You stream it. Whatever yeah. you do. Okay, don't, don't stream it. it. a lot of gigs. A lot of gigs, Bonnie. <laughs> you see, I never,
0: I never get the terminology right.
1: You can download it if you want it on your phone to watch on a plane. That is possible, but... To say. <laughs> but in any case,
0: watch Candy Jar with Sammy Gale and make sure to tune in for the finale of Blue Bloods. And listen, come back and see us when you've got your next project already. Thank you we wanna, so and much. And good luck on your graduation. Have fun. Thank
2: you. Thanks Sammy.
0: for coming by.